Thank you so much for joining me today on Just Praise Him Radio. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and my job is to inspire you to a closer walk with Christ. Now here's the show. Hello, believers. Welcome to the Just Praise Him radio program. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and the title of my message today is The Unrealized Importance of Prayer. This is part two of a two-part series. We're talking about how important is it that you keep your prayer times, what happens when you don't keep your prayer times, and the weapons that come against our prayer time. So praying and praying often is very important. But many people neglect to pray as they should. Why? When so much help and blessing are available to us, would we neglect to pray? So let's talk about some of the reasons for prayerlessness. Number one, we don't understand how to pray. But Jesus told us how to pray in his word. In Matthew chapter 6, the template called the Lord's Prayer. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That, number one, you're addressing God and you're saying his name is sacred. His name is sacred. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We're saying we want your will, Lord, not ours. Give us this day our daily bread. We're asking him for revelation. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We're asking for forgiveness and I always add in, please help me to forgive my debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And always add in the evil one, because we're in that time. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We don't pray because we have no faith. We don't pray because we really don't believe he will answer us. But his word clearly says he will. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. And y'all, sometimes I read from a different version than the King James when I'm recording because it helps me to not stumble over my words. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Often we don't pray because we have no real Bible faith of our own. We believe in other people's prayers for us. We believe God will answer them, but not us. Anytime you see that, that is someone who has not developed their own walk with the Lord. And I was that way too for many years in my walk in the beginning. And you can ask other people to pray for you, but you know what? The Lord wants to hear from you about what's going on in your heart and in your life, not somebody else. He longs for time with you. Did you know that? He wants to bless you. But in order for him to bless you, you have to spend time with him. He longs for you to put him first, to come aside with him and pray, even a little while each day. Did you know if you ignore God? Somebody taught me this when I first got saved, and I've never forgotten it. Her name was Anne. She had such a strong walk with the Lord. She said, he stands by just waiting, just hoping that you'll make time to talk to him for a minute. And that breaks my heart, you know, that so many people don't even acknowledge him, and he loves them. 
But y'all know how I developed this walk with the Lord? Well, first I fell in love with him. I was so amazed he even knew who I was. And so I spent time with him every day, every chance I had after I got saved. Just pouring out my heart to him, just talking to him about everything about my day. And later when I lived in Dallas, I prayed all through my commute to and from work. And if you've ever driven in Dallas traffic, you know it will inspire you to pray. Okay, more reasons we don't pray. We get busy and our priorities get skewed. This, I believe, is one of the biggest reasons for prayerlessness. Cynthia Lewis said, if your day is hemmed in with prayer, it is less likely to come unraveled. I believe my mother said that to me before. My experience has been, if I put off praying my prayer list until later in the day, I seldom ever get to it. One thing leads to another, and it just don't get done because, you know why? Because your mind has already taken off on your to-do list, and you're busy with that, and your mind's not on praying. You're not focused. It's harder to sit down and get your focus back. If you do it first thing in the morning, you're not, you know, your mind hasn't taken off yet. And you can focus on God, and you can focus on His Word. And it's so much better, y'all. On the days when I put God first and pray my prayer list like I believe he has told me to do, my day runs smoother, I get more done, and I know my day is far less likely to come unraveled. Another reason we don't pray is we don't understand how to pray. There is no right or wrong way to pray. Prayer is talking to God. He gave us a template for prayer, but he just longs for us to just talk to him. You know, tell him how you feel. Tell him what you think about what's right and what's wrong and and who's hurt you, and all of that. Pour out your heart to Him. He's just waiting. Prayer is just talking to God, asking questions, making requests, and telling Him that you love Him, not for what He does, but for who He is. He is magnificent, y'all. He is doing such a work in my church. The glory fell so hard last Sunday, people couldn't even stand up down at the front. Okay, another reason we don't pray, we don't hear God. So we feel stupid, like we're talking to the air around us. I remember feeling like that when I first, you know, was in the walk. After the initial glow started wearing off and I was just in the walk, I remember feeling that. I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm just talking to myself here. This is a trick of the enemy to keep you from praying and starting to hear God. Don't fall for it. Another reason we don't pray, we've been sinning and we know it. Sin builds a wall between you and the Lord, okay? Every, every sin builds another wall. You get enough of those walls up, you won't be able to hear him until you tear him down. Sin undermines our faith. That's one of the many reasons why it is so dangerous to us. And none of us are without sin, don't get me wrong. None of us are without sin. Another reason is God is more of an afterthought in your life, not the Lord of your life. If you see religion as just a set of rules to live by your life by to foster good behavior and for fire insurance, just in case God turns out to be real, you're missing all the best God has for you. And that's not real belief. And we're saved through faith. That's not faith. Okay. Fire insurance is not the same thing as faith. He is real. And just following the rules is not going to get you into heaven is what I'm telling you. Matthew seven twenty two to 24. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, Have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? 
And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. And by the way, y'all, when he says depart from me, that does not mean go away for a little while and come back. That means you're going to hell. All right. Let's get this straight. Hell is a real place. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. If you want real assurance, not make-believe fire insurance, take heed to this verse because it is the truth. Build your house and your life on the rock that is Jesus and your faith in him. If you don't spend time getting to know the Lord personally and for yourself, this is what you will hear him say, depart from me. He is called a personal Lord and Savior because each person has to get to know him for themselves. It's really hard to have real faith in him if you don't spend any time with him and get to know him. Because here's what happens. If you talk to him and you spend time with him, you eventually will feel him with you. And that's not an imaginary thing. It's a very real thing. He is very real. Another reason we don't pray, we are angry at God. Whatever reasons we might feel we have that give us a right to be angry at God, we need to drop them. I remember being angry at God one time, and it was when I almost became homeless. And I straightened up real quick. If you think you have problems now, let God take his hand from your life, and you will see what real problems look like. You have no idea the amount of harm he is holding back from you right now. That is a word for somebody that is playing with God. Get serious, girlfriend. He's not playing. You better take it serious. Isaiah 64, 8. But now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay, and thou art our and thou art our potter, and we all are the work of thy hand. Jeremiah 18, 6. O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Now, whenever the Bible says Israel, he's talking about us, the believers. Romans 9, 21, hath not the, the potter, sorry, I'm getting tongue-tied, y'all, hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? Another reason we don't pray, we don't want to bother God. If your child wants or needs something or they are sad or happy about something, are you bothered by them coming to you with that? God rejoices over us. He created us to love, to spend time with, to bless. Zephaniah 3.17, I love this verse. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Only the enemy would tell you that you are a bother to God. He rejoices at every moment you spend with him. He waits silently by as you go about your busy day, hoping, just hoping, you will make some time for him. When I learned that truth, it completely changed my walk with God. It transformed my relationship with him, and I began to see him as the loving father he really is. Another reason we don't pray, we're lazy. The Bible has much to say about those who are slothful, and it is all bad. Many scriptures about this can be found in Proverbs. The time to heed these words of wisdom is now, not later, because we are already in the end times, and you may or may not have a later. Lazy people never do anything great for God. They just shuffle through life, hoping somebody else will do it for them. 
Your life does not have a remote control. If you want it changed, get up and change it yourself. But do not sit there and expect God to bring your stuff and rain down blessings on you. Or you will be waiting a very long time. Another reason we don't pray, we are discouraged. Back in 2009 and early 2010, when we were in the Great Recession, I remember so clearly how weary we all were. There was a group of us that was making videos on YouTube and stuff like that. <laughs> Most of us, the only subscribers, including me, that we had to our channel was each other, just our, you know, our friends, but we were doing the best we could. And I remember back then I wasn't getting very many prophetic words, so I still read other prophetic words. And I would make videos of prophetic words that I found trying to encourage other people because, y'all, we were holding on by our fingernails. And I remember back then during that recession, God saying, there's another one coming and it's way worse than this one. And I thought, and I said, Lord, don't even tell me right now because I can't handle that. So he didn't. The one that is coming is the one he says is unprecedented. That economic collapse is going to be way worse. And I don't think I can handle, I knew I couldn't handle then the knowledge of that. And even now it would be pretty hard to take knowing how bad it's going to be because I've seen some of it. So I remember in 09 and 2010 trying so desperately to hold on to our faith as God stretched it more and more. And I remember him saying, you're going to wish that I'd stretched it even further when that next one comes. We would walk through day after day of a wilderness so dark that a lot of us thought we couldn't even get through one more hour, much less one more day or a week or a month. He did finally bring us through that, and we're all stronger for it, but I can remember getting to a point where I just, I didn't even want to pray anymore. I was so worn out, and I just didn't see him answering the prayers, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want more words. I need to see some action, Lord. Come on. I was so beat down from trying to believe, trying to keep my faith up. And not seeing any answers come. Like I thought the Lord had said they would come. And it is hard on the human spirit when we go on for very long periods of time. Without being brought out of our difficulty or our wilderness. It is hard to keep believing when we can see nothing is changing for the better. And sometimes it even looks like it's getting worse. But without prayer there is truly no hope for any change at all. We have not sometimes because we ask not. God cannot answer a prayer we do not pray. It is so important and more so as we go deeper and deeper into the end times that we do not lose hope and that we do make time to pray every day. The first thing in the day, even if it's just 10 minutes and we have to shut ourselves up alone someplace to have the privacy to do it. We need that time with him and he needs to see that we are putting him first. Y'all, it's no joke the time we live in. They just passed a law that talking about COVID-19, if you say anything they don't agree with, they consider that terrorism, which means they will start locking people up for it. Free speech is a thing of the past in, in our country, in the USA. So if you don't know about that law, just realize that is the first of many laws that are going to come against us. Our country is going communist. There is no question about that. We need the time with the Lord every day. And he needs to see that we are putting him first. Every day that we don't make time to pray, we miss blessings. I want to live a life full of blessing. I know you do too. God does answer the prayers we pray. My mother and my sister prayed for over 10 years for me to get saved. Don't you know during that 10 years that was hard to keep believing? 
I don't know how they believed for me that long. I was running hard the other direction, and I'm sure most of the time looked like I was getting a lot worse because I was. Most of that 10 years, everything in the natural told them I was getting worse. But I praise God they had real faith, faith that was not swayed by what they saw. They stood on what their hearts believed. They knew God. My sweet mother was a model of virtue and faith for our family. She was taken into the arms of Jesus in August of 2014. Her last words on earth were a prayer to Jesus. She loved her Lord. Let us continue to pray for those that we love who are lost and those that we don't love, that we don't know who are lost. Because it means a lot to the Lord if we pray for those who are lost. And we need to pray that God will send laborers into the harvest. This is the time of harvest, y'all. That's what the revival is going to be. And that they will be bold laborers who will risk losing relationship to save a soul. And that the lost we lift up in prayer will have their hearts pierced by the laborers and will give their lives to Christ. And it will, and then they will turn and witness boldly to those around them. There's not much time left, y'all, to get people saved. But the Lord has said, anybody we are praying and interceding for in this time, he will save. It might, might be a slide into home kind of save, but that's okay. As long as they make it to heaven, then we get to spend forever with them. We need to pray that everyone who witnesses in this time will carry an extra anointing and more and more souls will come into the kingdom. Pray for God to raise up the evangelist and pray for him to send the laborers. Whoever you love that lives far away, you can pray for God to send someone to them that they will listen to if they won't listen to us. A lot of times, the people we love or the people in our families, we're not the one they're going to receive that witness from because they knew us when. And they see, you know, the, the days that we miss it or the days that we're not perfect. Because we're still human like everybody else. They see that. They're like, I ain't going to listen to anything you say. And it's to their detriment that they don't listen. But you know, we were the same way, weren't we? When we got saved, we were the same way. God had to send a young girl to me. There were people in my family trying to teach me about Jesus. They were trying hard too. God bless them. I don't blame them. So I want to say a prayer over y'all. And then I'm going to close this with a story. Lord, Make us into bold labor sent to those around us who need to hear the gospel. And every day remind us again how short the time is. That every morning when we wake up, we will remember there are people who will die today that no one ever told about you. Help us to remember today to pray and to pray without ceasing as your word instructs us. Help us to remember Ephesians 3.20 says that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we can ever ask for or think according to the power that works in us and that power is your spirit give us more of your spirit lord we need much more that we may walk in your ways and minister to this lost and dying world around us help us to build our faith lord so we can believe you for more because you always want to give us so much more than we have more health more life more of everything that is good you want our lives to be a witness to those who don't know you, to make them want to serve you too. We praise your precious name today, Lord God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Okay, I want to leave you with a precious story I came across. This is from a sermon preached by a man named Ricky Nelms in 2010 called Hallowed Be Thy Name. I got it off of Sermon Central. It is so good. It's called The Prayer and the Chair. A woman called a pastor to come to the house to see her father. 
He goes to the house, not knowing whether the man he's going to see is Christian or not. But he notices as he talks to him and the man answers back that he must be a Christian by the way he answers. And there's a chair sitting close by, an empty chair. He asks, what's the chair for? And the man said, well, I'll tell you, but I won't tell my daughter because she'll think I'm crazy. I've always had trouble praying. I knew a man in my early years who said to me, all you need to do is put an empty chair in front of you and prayer is nothing more than talking to God. So why don't you imagine God sitting in that chair and then you just talk to him? And so he said, I put an empty chair there and I started talking to the chair as if God was there. And it got so good that I just do it now hours sometimes at a time and just talk to God. And God talks to me and my soul is blessed by his divine grace. And he said, if I tell my daughter, she'll think I'm losing my mind. Some months later, the man died. When the pastor came to visit the family, he said to the daughter, how did he die? What happened to him? And she said, well, the sickness just finally got him. But the strangest thing was the way we found him. When I came in, he was dead, but there's a chair sitting beside the bed. And I noticed he had pushed himself out of the bed and put his head in the chair and died there with his head in the chair. I love that story. It makes me cry every time I read it. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope that y'all will remember how important your prayers are. If you just pray even a few minutes, it's helpful. It will help you. And it will bless the Lord who wants so much for you to spend time with him. Any time at all. Have you ever longed to spend time with somebody? Has there been anybody in your life that you just wanted so much to have more time with them than what you got? That's the way he is with us. He is a loving father and we are his children and he wants that time with us. He desperately wants you to make time for him. I encourage you to pour your heart out to the Lord, even if it's just five minutes when you're driving to the store. If it's your commute to work, commute to work is a great time to spend with the Lord. Commute home, you know, going to work, pray about your day, going home, talk to him about your day. Build that relationship with him because in what is coming, that is what is going to sustain you. And if you have real faith in him, that is how he's going to provide for you. If you don't have a relationship with him, you better have another way to get through it because it is going to be bad, y'all. It's already getting really bad. And I want to close this podcast without giving you a chance, if you don't know Jesus, to make him the Lord of your life. I can tell you from personal experience, it is the best decision you will ever make. And one of the few, possibly, that you won't regret about your life. All you have to do is just believe that he is the Son of God. He is exactly who he says he is. We are saved through our faith in believing. So, you you know, when I got saved, I just, this young girl came to me and she said, I've got a message for you from God. And I said, really? You know, because I didn't believe in her God. She said, yeah, follow me. Because, you know, I was in the house with my boyfriend. So I followed her out into the parking lot. She turned and she faced me and she said, you know, God said he's got a plan for your life. And the way you're living is not it. And I started laughing. I said, yeah, I wouldn't think that it would be. Anyway, she just kept talking and I began to see that he actually saw me. He actually knew my name. He knew who I was, even though I didn't know him. And that was it for me. I understood then that he is real. He is real and he is alive. And I said, okay, Lord, 
If you've got a plan for my life, my plan's not working out all that great. Let's try your plan then. I just said yes to him. And that's all you have to do too is say, yes, Jesus, let's do this. I believe in you. Let's do this. Show me, you know, show me what kind of life you want me to have. If you could see the kind of life he wants to give you, it would shock and amaze you. And you would not walk to the cross. You would run. It is a life of peace serving him. I mean, the peace is just unbelievable. No matter what you used to do in your unsaved life, you never got the peace that he can give you. And it's constant. There is nothing like it. I cannot live without his peace now. But I would like to encourage you, if you especially if you've tried everything else. Come on, y'all. You've tried everything else. This is free. This don't even cost you anything. Give him a shot. Just give him a try. He can prove himself to you. And don't be skeptical. Have an open heart. Have an open mind. And just say, okay, let's try your way for, you know, four weeks. I'll try it. If you don't like him, and if you don't like what he offers, you can go back to your old life. But that's all I have for y'all this week. Jesus bless you. Thanks for listening. Y'all have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Just Praise Him Radio. You can contact me by mail at my new address, JPH Inc., Glenda Lomax, P.O. Box 60, Glencoe, Arkansas, 72539, or by email at jphtoday at gmail.com. JPH is not affiliated with any nonprofit organization, church, or denomination. Does your life feel like it's falling apart around you? Are multiple things going wrong all at once? Does it seem all your comforts have been stripped away? You may have entered the wilderness. Wilderness experiences are oftentimes of great discomfort and lack. Every Christian must pass through the desert on the way to their promised land. Find out how to go from surviving to thriving by partnering with God as He leads you in the path that will strengthen your faith and prepare you to step into your destiny. The Wilderness Companion will help you find out why you have been led into the wilderness. Find out the biggest hindrances to receiving the provision you need in the wilderness. Find out what the seven temptations of the wilderness are. Learn how to partner with God in His purposes for you in the desert seasons. Get your copy of The Wilderness Companion today. The Wilderness Companion by Glenda Lomax on Amazon.com in print, Kindle, or audiobook. Have you heard? The 2016 and 2017 messages have been published in book form. Even those who do not profess a belief in God can see something is amiss in the world around us. What is coming for our world in these last days? What does the Lord want us doing while we're waiting for His glorious reappearance? Time of Reckoning and Soon It Will Be Night each contain approximately 200 prophetic messages and visions from the throne room of God telling what is coming to America and the world in these end times. 
The Lord has always warned nations when they were headed for destruction. He has always warned His own people. Are we also being warned? Get your copy of Time of Reckoning and Soon It Will Be Night. Available now on Amazon.com. Sidewalk Flowers Volume 1 is a collection of 58 short inspirational readings that will uplift, comfort, and encourage readers from every walk of life. Sidewalk Flowers includes inspirational tales and topics taken from the lives of everyday people who exhibited extraordinary wisdom, kindness, and courage while traveling the sidewalks of life. Get your copy of Sidewalk Flowers Volume 1 today, available in print and new audiobook. Sidewalk Flowers Volume 1 by Glenda Lomax, available on Amazon.com in print or new audiobook. There is no one on earth who has not been wronged at some time in their life. Everyone has a story to tell. Everyone has been hurt by someone. The pain you have suffered does not make you special. It is what you do with that pain that sets you apart. Life can make you bitter or it can make you better. You choose. The only difference between the two is the I 